welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? We are back again, Herbert Style Podcast. I uh, got a fun show today. We actually have a special guest. We'll get to that in a little bit. I think you guys will be excited about it. Uh, but it is Wednesday, October 28th. Mike is here with me, of course. I am. Here I am. A little sauce. You know, me and my girl went out for drinks before I got here. But here I am. <laughs> uh, so recording a little earlier in the week. So if news drops uh, on Thursday, we apologize, but we'll cover it next week for sure. Uh Mentioned it last week, I got a promotion at work, and I'm on a midnight shift now. So I work from 3.30 to midnight, Monday to Friday. So our uh, recording schedule has changed a bit. Yeah, and I teach uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So Wednesday that's mornings, m- that's that's all we got. Yep, or the weekend, but then that's, you know, it's a little late. Um, so, yeah, why don't, why don't we just get right into news? News from the Lookout. All right, so uh, before we get to the tournament, the only real news that's dropped it's just the giant force reveals. If you look in the main page, uh, Evan Glover is Evan, up there, aka Evan U Seven, Goku's best friend. You know, <laughs> aspiring actor. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's he's been honored with the doing all the giant force unison reveals this week. Yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I thought it was pretty cool because he's not a content creator or anything of that nature actually, and they just like hit him up and was like, "Hey man, show yeah. people these unisons." Yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he does a lot of, he posts in that group a lot, though. It gets a lot of discussion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, but I just say that he, because they were doing YouTube content creators before. Right, right, right. So now it's, it goes to show that, you know, they're open to working with anybody to do anything. So, hey, Hermit style. Yeah, we might be up there one day. There you go. Uh, but yeah, look, look out for those. They've released what, red, blue, and green as yeah, of right red, now? Red, blue, and green now. So I imagine every day we'll have the Yeah, reveals. so probably by the time you hear this, you'll, you'll probably see all the reveals. Other than that, there's no news that I'm aware of. So pretty quiet week for that. Uh, but let's talk about the event. All right, so before weekend. Jimmy gives his breakdown of how his went for him, uh, there's a whole drama in the main page between, uh, you know, Marcus Cantarsi, or if I'm saying his name right, the the guy who used to run Shinron's Lair. Uh, he played in the tournament, and he was dropped from the tournament because he did not report fast enough. And then he was let back in the tournament, but received a double game loss because of his not reporting. And it was ran by Top Cut Events, which is, I know them from Pokemon. They ran great Pokemon events. And every event supposedly that they've ran since then has for Dragon Ball has also been great. They're all smaller events though. Yeah, I've, 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 this is the second one that I played in now. So the first one went good the, for you. The first one went well. Okay, yeah. so the whole thing was Marcus made this post talking about his experience. There's no wrong in that. He can say whatever he wants. He's a, absolutely he's, he's a person. You know, he's allowed to say what happened to him and how he felt about it. And then the guy Jimmy Jimmy who runs Top Cut made the post. You know, explaining his half of the story. He can also do that, but he's a business. He's, he shouldn't have even done that. No. And then he admitted to being wrong by letting Marcus back in because Marcus should have been dropped from the tournament, him and his opponent. Both should have just been dropped and not allowed back in. And But he let them back in because he said that he wanted to create a, an enjoyable tournament experience. But what he was really trying to do, from what I've – me and I guess most people view it this way, was he was trying to use Marcus as like a marketing tool for himself, letting Marcus back in because Marcus does have a large following. I understand the concept of wanting to have the players who are big name in the game have them playing in your tournament. Absolutely, you do want to play. But you just bent the rules for one person, and now your integrity as a TO is jeopardized 
Because if I'm anybody else who is in that same situation can now refer back to that Marcus situation with you and say you did this for this guy. And that's, he shouldn't have done that. I think that he should have just left Marcus out at that point. You know, it, it would have sucked for Marcus, absolutely. He lost his money. I don't know if he would even get the entry prizing for that. If he if he felt bad about it, I guess I don't could, think so because I believe he had to play three rounds, and I think it happened round three, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so yeah, so you know that would have sucked completely. But you got to stand firm on your on your ground. You know, you can't bend because the moment you bend for one, you have to bend for all. And like George said that uh, George Machado from PPG was saying that it should be all about the players and making their experience enjoyable. If you let him back in, you should have given him his correct tournament response, his term tournament report. I do agree with that. If I agree gonna, with that as well. If you're gonna let him back in, give him what he right. what he deserves. That's just like throwing salt in the wound. Exactly. So you you literally burned him for no reason at that point. Uh, and you know, George at PPG, I've seen him. You know, people make mistakes on errors and stuff like that. He goes and he does the repair. He'll put everything on halt to do it. Does it suck as a player who's not involved in that situation, paying for, like having to deal with the repair? Yeah, it sucks. Terrible. I want this free win. This guy's playing an easy matchup right here, but. Sure. I, as the players who are involved in that situation, they probably greatly appreciate it. It makes them come back to your tournaments because of that. So I think that top clay events definitely messed up. It's I think it should be water under the bridge because both sides were wrong. But Absolutely. he definitely should not have been apologizing, though. Just stay firm on what you do and let that be the end of it. Yeah, I was interested to hear your take because Mike and I haven't even discussed this yet. Yeah, we hadn't now. we haven't talked about it. Um, it was, and it was like this was like the big news all this yeah, week so far, and it's still going on. Yeah, the, the the threads are still like blowing up with people commenting, and now that's continuing in other threads and other groups. And yeah. it's just it's just all over. <laughs> it's going place. out of control. And I say and I say I've never been to his his Dragon Ball events. I've been to his Pokemon ones, and they were great. I mean, he's a good guy. I think that he got caught up in the this is Market Cantari. Let me let him back in, but yep. let me follow the rules still. Yeah, like no, but he once already you, broke the rules. But you already broke the rules, so just continue breaking the rules at that point. Yeah, and no, and nobody would have known. That's the other part, right? Nobody, right, right, right. No one would have known. My problem with it. So I have two problems. One, the TO did a terrible job handling this because, like you said, as a business owner, you know, I was a business owner for eleven years, and I can tell you what there are things that I have done. There were clear rules that we have set where you know customers clearly break them or do something that yeah. goes against them, but. They're the customer. Like that's yeah. right. That's the first thing you learn. Everyone knows the customer is always right, mm-hmm. right? Even when they're not right. Even when they're, they're right. not right, they're right. And to be that harsh on that ruling, I mean, it just seems silly to me. But that said, if it is the rule, you know, to to the other point to his side, if it is the rule that look, you know, Okay, and let me tell you, I played in both events. It is pretty ridiculous not to report your results within that time frame. I mean, bro, we have so much time, and they do remind you, they tag you. If you just decide, oh, I don't need to look at the Discord and pay attention to any of the notifications from the judge, that would literally be like, you have to treat this like a real event. Yeah. It's not a real event. Sure, it's a webcam event. You can say what you want about it. It is more casual, but that's just like a judge going up to you telling you what to do and you just literally turn around and walk away. <laughs> yeah. That's the, right. That's the equivalent. Like if you're playing in a webcam tournament and you want to do well and you are so worried that you will, that'll clearly like ruin your day. If you don't do well, then you need to treat it like a real event. That's true. And I, you do I, need I to listen to the judges. We have 20 minutes to report our results. You should have had it done in that time frame. We all knew the rules going into the tournament. They were clearly communicated. That is one thing I'll give Top Cut events. They clearly communicate everything going on. It was not the same way for the finals event. They do a much better job. We all knew the rules. So for you to just go, oh, well, I was only a minute late. Well, bro, you were a minute late. What happened mm. to the last 20 minutes? If you wanted that win, you should have reported it. So that's that's the other side. But 
all that aside, I'm still kind of on the Marcus side of the yeah. argument just because, look, it's a minute. You're a T.O. Just just let him get in there. It's, Honestly, it's a dumb rule. Yeah, you let me back in. Right. Please give me my, my rule. Exactly. My, uh, my, my, my report and, correctly. And Jimmy, the T.O., went on about how he – you know, will not bend rules just because of a player's name, so forth and so on. I'm but like, bro, but you did, ref- though. You did. You, you did. Won. You already compromised the integrity of the event and your own integrity by saying, oh, well, because you're Marcus, I'll let you back in. Correct. But that would also, not- because you're Marcus, I won't give you a Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a, that was very hypocritical. It just, he messed up right there. I say, I don't want you guys to think Jimmy is not a good T.O., though, because he's... No, he is. He is a good a T.O. Good the, T.O. The tournaments are organized. I mean... Really, they they were really great. I literally the worst thing that happened. I think at one point they started overtime like four minutes late, which when we have thirty minute rounds and twenty minutes in between, shit. That's I'd rather have the extra four minutes. Yeah, so let them have it. Yeah. So I mean, and that was literally aside from this whole Marcus fiasco. That was the worst thing that yeah. happened the whole event. I mean, very smooth. Judges readily available. Yeah. It, the tournament ran great. I would not not go into his tournaments because there's plenty of things we could talk about from other you know, that have been a mess. TOs that have been a mess and other things that they do outside of tournaments that are uh, terrible, terrible, very so say, much, much lower integrity than what's going on here. I, I think that, you know, we should all as a community give top cut events, you know, a second chance. I know a lot of people who listen to us also follow Marcus and the couscous nation. You know, Marcus is entitled to be upset. Absolutely. But yep, just, I agree. Do not. I would be upset. That's, I'd be upset. Do not, but do not take it out on Jimmy as if Jimmy's a bad guy, though, right? right? Like Jimmy's definitely a good guy. He just bent the rules and then tried to uphold some moral line that didn't exist once you bent the rules. Yep. You know, but he, he does a great job in person, and he's done a great job online, according to Jimmy, and the ones he's done so far outside of this one incident. Yeah. No, they've been great. And on the flip side, don't hold this against Marcus. <laughs> yeah, Mar- I say Marcus is just a person. Marcus is the player. Is just a player expressing how he feels, right? Which. Every player in that group, me, myself, everybody expresses how they feel. Oh, yeah. Yo, we don't like something. We definitely say. Let it. you know. This is my. This community might be the the first community I ever been in that we openly complain about everything we don't like. <laughs> I love it personally. I think it's great. You know, that's part of that's part of the, like you know the twenty twenty you know the new millennium millennials. We say what's on our mind, right? <laughs> in Dragon Ball Dragon Super Community, we say what's on our yeah, mind. Driving that point home. Yeah. So I like it. All right. Well. I think that's pretty much everything on that. (laughs) Well, let let us know how your tournament went. Because actually, I did not speak. I haven't spoken to Jimmy about any of this stuff, actually. Yeah, we haven't. It's been a pretty He changed his work schedule, so we didn't have talking on Call of Duty like we normally do. And then, like, um, I had court yesterday. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So we need, well, that's not going to be on the podcast. But, But, so, you know, I I was, and I I didn't, no criminal acts. It's about, it's about uh, custody for my son, you know. So we had, I had to go to court for that. So it's just been a lot going on for me. So, and he has new work schedule. So we yeah. didn't really get taught much. So yep. uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Yeah. So played in the Invitational this past weekend, the webcam tournament through Top Cut Events. Uh, I topped, so that was cool. I got top eight. So we now, in the last four tournaments I've been in, I've topped three and tied for fifth place in the finals, which wasn't a top, but hey, it's still not bad. Um, so yeah, I was really happy about that. I'll run through my matchups. Round one, I played against Invoker. Oh, man. This game was so fun. Let me tell you. I used to dread Invoker when I first started playing Vigex because mm-hmm. the matchup wasn't great, but now it's just so much better, and it's actually a fun game now. Um, I enjoy the matchup. It's actually very skill-based. You have to know. You have to do a lot of combo math. You have to know when to push, and, um, yeah, it's just it's just really fun. But I ended up winning with a 220,000 base Mira. 
Mm. <laughs> the dream. Felt amazing. Amazing. He, uh, I, man, I wish I put more notes down in my notepad about the game. But basically, he was tapped out. And I swung in with what looked like was lethal, but I wasn't sure to force the D magic out of his hand. And I counted his negates, and it was highly unlikely he had any more negates. So if I'm remembering this correctly, if I'm not, this, if this guy's listening, call me out. But I believe what happened was he has a two life, he D magics, untaps, play the mirror, swing for game. It was fantastic. That was, I think, the biggest mirror I've ever gotten off as far as base power goes. Um, without pippity combos when they were in effect. So that was super cool. Uh, round two was a Vigex mirror match. And let me tell you, I talked on Joey's deck profile when he interviewed me about how much I did not play Hatch. Hatch feels so good in the mirror match because Vigex does not have many cards that can deal with Hatch aside from max power. And this is best of one. So you better be maining it and you better draw it. And then there's the seven drop, of course. But aside from those two cards, that hatch is sticking. So I was able to play the hatch, clear his board once. He did have the seven drop turn the next one. So he was able to clear my hatch. I went right back into it a second turn in a row. So back to back, playing five drop hatch to the board and just cleared his whole board clean two turns in a row. I know he was mad. Oh, yeah, he was pissed. And what I also did, too, was not only did I clear his board, but I also made him waste all the cards in hand. I swung into, it was my turn four, his turn three. So he had three energy. I was on turn four. So I swing in with Hatch into a Splintering Mind. He combos out. I swing again and combo one card. And I was like, let me see if he combos out. You know, our, us big X players, we like our Splintering Mind. Uh, he combos out again. He goes down to like one or two cards in hand. Max power. Warp that Splintering Mind. Misplays. Oh, man, it felt good. So at that point, the game the game was over from there. He, he wasted all of his resources protecting the Splintering Mind to try and game me on the crackback, and uh, I already knew the whole time that was getting removed no matter what with max power. So uh, that was a fun game. And with that one, I'm looking how I won. Oh, I won, so I play the six drop to kill him at two life on the following turn. And I swing in. He only has, I think, two or three in hand. So, like, there's no way he combos out of this shit. I'm up to, I'm up to 55k double strike, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no out. Yo, he has one energy. Plays human extinction attack. Mills a trunks and a Kai. <laughs> Takes a life. I said, oh shit, I might lose. Here. <laughs> I was like, this is the craziest top deck ever. He combos up to 50. I said, whew. Bless him. Oh, man, that was close. Uh, so got round two. Round three, Broly Swap. Um, we've with played the TPs or no TPs? With the TPs. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, we played that a bunch of times, and this guy did play it pretty well. He didn't play it as aggressively as we had initially tested, which we've talked about on prior podcasts, how some, slowing down the deck makes it actually a lot more powerful. So he was actually pretty good. The problem was I was able to aggress him very early, and you know, in Broly, you do have to take some of your own life. Yeah. So I put him in a position to where he was having to take himself below four for his deck to function. That's not a good feeling. No, not a, not a good feeling. And then um, I was able just to splintery mind him out the game. So Man, splintery mind's all I'm hearing right now. Yeah, Spl <laughs> splintery mind's so good. Uh, actually, the, the winning play was I went um, tap two for foo. This is my awaken turn. Uh, so I tap two, I foo back the trunks. Because he had removed my splintering mind the turn prior. He swung at it with like a huge Broly. Like there's not, just nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, not combo now. No. Um, so I splintering, I, I'm sorry, I foo back the trunks to Overrealm. I play the trunks, get out the three drop, and then just play a splintering mind for game. Because he was at one life. 
Game over. Yep. yep. Round four. Uh, I was a Vigex mirror. It was actually a very good match. He hit the nuts. Like he hit the holy grail of Vigex that I always talk about. And I was like, oh, I probably lost because <laughs> I did not hit anything. My first turn on Mills. I didn't hit my trunks. I had nothing on board. It felt terrible. Definitely one of my worst hands all day. So he's feeling great. And he's like swinging. I like finally got to play a unison. He had so many cards on board. He's like, kill that. <laughs> like he's just wiping my board anytime and get anything going. Um, but I grinded it out. That hatch whew, comes in handy. Uh, I was able to stabilize with hatch to clear some of his board. And you guys know the gex, if you don't hit early, you hit late. Yeah, that's how it works. You so got to hit at some point, right? So in the mirror, it really wasn't that bad not hitting early. I had some super combos. I had some Kai's to combo off to make sure I could defend myself. So I defend it, played the long haul, played, you know, played the long game, cleared his board. So I think he knows we're getting down to like, okay, it's probably this turn you win or next turn I win because it's just sometimes how it gets yeah. in Vigex. So he starts trying to game me, and he pushes a double strike pretty big, but I use all three super combos, get out of it. So he swings in with another double strike. So this is the second time he's tapped one for a double strike Kai mm -hmm. to try and game me, and I Kai and another card out of that one. And then he didn't know what to do, really. And he made a very awkward play. I don't even remember what he did, but it was a very awkward play. I think it was a misplay. And then he just kind of passed. Uh, he was at one life. Splintering mind. Splintering mind, baby. Time, right? <laughs> so, I, so here's how it goes, though. This is the crazy part. This is why this match, I do feel bad. I didn't mean to upset him. I also don't think he should have been upset like this. I tap four, play splintering mind. He does not say a word, just picks up his deck. Mm. So it was a little awkward, a little silent, and the Hill Twins were in there, so I also found out later this was on stream. <laughs> oh. I did not even know we were on stream. So he picks up his deck, and I just waited for a minute, and I said, okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just report it, because I didn't want to like rub it in his face yeah. and be like, good game or something. You know what I mean? Well, that was some, a good game. <laughs> it was a good game, but sometimes people see that as disrespectful when you win and tell the other person good game. So I was like, I, I said, okay, man, I'm just going to report it real quick, you know, just trying to not be awkward. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> I go, all right, man, I got to report it. Uh, he only has one loss at this point. Yeah. He's also, uh, he's three and one. I'm like, you can easily top. I said, well, hey, good luck. The rest of the tour, man, I hope you top. He slams his computer shut and disconnects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he, had Yo, of, he had enough of your shit at that oh point. Oh, <laughs> my God, bro. I was like, you know what? A poor loser. Like. Oh my god! Like terrible sport, man. I just I felt bad. He was that upset. And the funniest part was in the start of our game, he was talking about how Legends Carrick was a poor sport mm. when he beat him. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't sound like him to me. He's a pretty cool guy, but I mean, I, you know, whatever. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and then he finished arguing by slamming his laptop shut. I'm like. Mm. I think I you're got a poor feeling, sport. Yeah, maybe you're being a dick, and uh, he wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. There's no reason, guys, to ever get that salty over a game. Never. No. Um, it, I did watch Jimmy's round five, though. Oh, man. Um, do I have to talk about it? We actually, no, because you're going to talk oh, about no, it no, later. No, no, no. We, we, no, that was round six. That was round you, six? You didn't watch round five, yeah. Okay, okay. So we're not even round there six. yet. One thing I do want to say, though, is this is the second rage quit I've gotten in DBS, so I'm a little proud. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad to be proud of, but I had another event. It was the an Invitational Philly event, the ARG Philly event, and I was playing Cell Chain, and I was playing against the U7 Vegeta deck that can, like, swap energy and everything, you know? You know the uh, one I'm talking about? Energy Lock. Yeah, yeah, he's playing Energy Lock Vegeta. Uh, 
so we were actually talking about that the night before. Um, I was actually, I had crashed with Jordan Sawyer and um, someone, or Nick, Nick Brady. And we were all talking about the deck because I hadn't even known about it. The deck wasn't really very well known at that point, And they were walking me through it. And I said, oh shit, this might be bad for me. Uh, I was a little actually worried about it because I'd never played the matchup. So I'm playing them. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be rough. So we play game one. I get the win. It wasn't too bad. He couldn't get his, stuff, his combo pieces going. So uh, round two, I'm in the middle of playing. I resolve cell chain. And then I put him on a three in hand. I think I passed because there's no reason to attack him at that point to give mm. him cards in hand. So he goes and he tries to game me with all cost Vegeta. And I just, I negate, right? Yeah. Um, I, I had a sparking negate. He just walks away. He literally picked his bag up, threw his cards in his bag, just walked away. <laughs> so I've like called a judge and I was like, hey, uh, so my opponent just left. <laughs> <laughs> and then the judge was like, well, you need him to confirm the match. And I said, bro, I can't confirm it if he just left the facility. <laughs> so then I had to argue with the judge to get my win. You know? It was the most wild thing. He was trying to screw you over. He, had, he was trying to big brain you. He said, you know, if I just leave, maybe they'd give him the loss. <laughs> the craziest thing. Anyways, uh, off topic. I just thought that was funny. Um, so... Round five, so round four of Vigex Mirror, we get the win, you know, and I, I felt pretty good going into Vigex Mirror just because I have so much experience with the deck. I feel like I, I feel like knowing the deck well definitely helps you. You have to know what you're doing in that matchup. Like, you can't just blindly splintering mind and take two of your life. Like, you, you do have to know when you're making your plays. Yeah, I just want to ban splintering mind at this point. But Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, they should. Uh, but anyways, round five, I play Reboot Gohan. So that's this, the deck of all the uh, controversial talk right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know why it's controversial. The deck's fine. People are just like to complain. People keep talking about it so good. I'm like, this deck is not that good. Ali's won two best of one tournaments with it. Well, he won, well one was the best of three. Oh, one was the best of three. Yeah, the finals. I think that, you know, before you start, I'm going to say my piece on Reboot Gohan. Reason why it does well in best of one, even like Ali Cordoza, great player, apparently. I've never watched him play. I don't even know him. I don't either. Great player, apparently. He's doing well. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, he's got to be good, right? Yeah. He has results. Um, But just play negates, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Just play. There's a broken negate called Max Power Command Mayha. Should be at least a two of in everybody's deck at this point. It was a two of in mine. So, like, even if you're, like, it's. If you don't use it to warp a car off the board, you have it as a negate, and it's a yeah. negate that keeps coming back to your hand. Don't tap out. Like, stop playing greedy. You know, stop stop disrespecting the deck, pretty much. Reboot Gohan's ask is literally a deck that says, hey, man, if you disrespect me, you lose. Absolutely. So, and... You have to respect that it's a real deck. Yeah. Yes, it costs $45 to make. Absolutely. Yes, it's cheap. It's the cheapest deck in the game. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you need to respect it. Magic the Gathering has... Mono red burn decks. Like they literally just burn you out the game. They almost they, they might hit you with like two physical attacks. And the rest of it's just burn spells. You're like, this is whack. Uh Yu-Gi-Oh has OTK FTKs. Like, you know, uh Pokemon had I don't know if you guys like, I play I played all these games. I don't know if you guys know anything about Pokemon, but there's a Pokemon and Pokemon how the rules are set up. You can't attack if you go first. There's a Pokemon that said you could attack if you went first. So if this Pokemon attacked, you play this Pokemon, you played it, take one energy to do 30 damage. But if it had, if you had a weakness against it, it did sixty. It was KOing. It was what it, what we call dunking people on turn one. <laughs> so it's just called respecting the deck, right? And that's all you have to do is just respect the deck, and you can beat it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Tell us about the game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I agree with you hundred percent. Just don't disrespect Reboot Gohan. You'll be fine. Um, he was a great guy, Thomas Lipman. Um, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he fun funny guy, man. We were cracking jokes though. 
I even told him, I was like, man, I am so happy we played because I had a couple people that were a little too serious. <laughs> and I, I mean, Mike knows, especially if it's not like a, like a huge tournament, I like to sit back and have fun when I play. I like to crack jokes. When me and Mike met, e- met each other, we were playing in the finals of a locals mm-hmm. and the whole time we were just cracking jokes, making fun of each other. Yeah. Like the whole time, ever since then we hit it off. Like I just, that's just the kind of player I am when I play. I like to be pretty relaxed and laid back. So man, we were going back and forth and it was it was hilarious. He's a great guy, um, and I did feel bad. Uh, he untapped his Gohan actually, like you know the effect yeah. that lets you untap and you lose if you don't win. Mm-hmm. But he did not realize that the tag team Gohan on board was a blocker. Ooh. Yeah, and I didn't know why he untapped. I thought I I didn't because I was at five life. Yeah, and I'm like that's pretty ballsy. Like you haven't even seen my power. Like I think he saw one power burst maybe. Yeah. So you only see one power burst. And I had two blockers too. I used the trunks and like the trunks, like the three yeah. drop trunks blocker and the and the tag team Gohan. And I'm like, man, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> but hey, what? Hey, I was like, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't just tell him, don't do that. Yeah, you know, as much as and I maybe he honestly kind of wanted to. And maybe he had a plan. Exactly. Maybe he had a plan. Like, I, I don't know. I can't tell him these things. Was the, if he had overwhelm uh, mass saying he cleared both of them off. Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, like yeah. He's like untap. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he goes swing. And I, like there was a little pause, and I just kind of slowly put my hand on trunks and tapped them and said, uh, "Blocker." And he went, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and I did feel a little bad. I didn't want to win it like that. Granted, I did have the negate. I had the blocker. Yeah. There was no way he was killing me that turn, and I was absolutely killing him on the crackback. So, all in all, I yeah, I felt a little bad, but I definitely had game either way. Uh, I, you know, and that's the thing. You just can't disrespect reboot Gohan. Yeah. You you don't mulligan away your negates. In no. fact, you you hard mulligan for, for them. them. Yeah. yeah, like at this point, yeah, Trunks is nice, and I actually did get a little ballsy. I did splintering mind him, um, and put myself down. Oh. But I had two blockers and three negates. Yeah. So how does he beat me? I just, then then I put him in a position where he feels like he may have to untap that Gohan, or he may have to overextend, and I just punish him for it. That was the only reason I did. Uh, but yeah, guys, if you play Swimming Mind, you probably don't want to use it against <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> probably ever, unless you just have the most defensive board in hand like I did. Yeah. Um, I just knew I had game, so why drag it out? So yeah, that's how that game went. But he was a great guy, good player. I was happy he topped. Um, so, so Jimmy's at five zero at this. So I'm point. at five zero. Man, I feel great having a great run going to game six. I say, let me turn on this Twitch real fast. Yep, the Hill Twins are watching me play. I've never been on a big stream before. Unknowingly, I was in round four, but that doesn't count because I didn't even know it. Say uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go over the details, but I'm just gonna say this though. I think Jimmy could have won the game. I agree. I watched it. I called out. You know, I'm hanging out with Sean. And Trevor and Jesse, all, all part of yeah. people we hang out and play with all the time, part of the team. Uh, you know, I got the Twitch on. I'm watching it. I'm calling out everything Jimmy's gonna do because I know Jimmy did not realize that his misplay was gonna was gonna bite him mm-hmm. in the butt. He didn't realize it. And I was like, if he just did this, me and Chris are talking in our in our private conversations yeah. about what he should have done. Mm-hmm. I was like, he does. And I asked Jimmy some questions about why he did this, that, and there, and he explained it to me. And he, all, all his rationale made sense to me, but at the end of the day, I was like, he'd have to have the perfect storm right. for that to work. So you were dead regardless if he had it. Right? Yeah. So, so, and we, and he has the interview with the guy he lost. Yep. To, so, you know, we'll yep. have, we're <laughs> so gonna, you get, you get that guy's side of the story on how the game went down in just a moment here. Uh, but it was me uh, against Sin Shenron. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not a matchup. I really enjoy seeing uh, not the worst. It's not as bad as blue. 
but it's probably the second worst <laughs> uh, for Vigex. But, you know, a lot of things went right for me. I won the die roll. I was able to aggress early. Um, I, I had a lot, a lot going for yeah. me, right? And I put him in a position to where he was at a very low life before we hit late game, which is what you have to do with Sin Shenron. Otherwise, you lose. You you. This, you man, can't was, hang with this man was ballsy. Like I'm, I'm upset that I was not there for this interview. I had, I had something I had to do. You know, wasn't able to interview the guy with Jimmy. But I wanted, I'm, you know, he's probably listening. You, sir, are one of the ballsiest people I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> when you watch the Twitch, you actually get a glimpse at his hand a little bit, just like a small glimpse of it, like with cards in his hand. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I, I'm pretty good at knowing the, uh, I guess we call it the library of cards in Dragon Ball, like all the cards. I was like, man, he has a release from evil, but this is not somewhere where I would want to tap out at. He taps out and passes to Jimmy, and I said, oh, he needs Jimmy to make a misplay to get out of this one. And I did. Yeah. So basically, he you'll hear it again in the interview, but basically there was the Vegeta unison that stopped me from attacking. I completely forgot about it, and I set up a play to where I win with Man on a Mission. Um, but man on a mission can't man attack. on a mission can't attack because he used the Vegeta unison to neg. I just completely forgot. I caught up in the moment. I, honestly, I don't usually get too bad of nerves playing, but that stream, I don't even know why. Man, I just like I couldn't even think straight. <laughs> I was yeah. stressing out. Uh, Mm, I th- I, just, I put too much pressure on it, so I'm sorry, guys. Failed the podcast. If Jimmy would have attacked with that Gotenks first and made him release from evil there in the beginning, he I think he just wins because he put too much in. He didn't put enough into Splinter and Mind later because he could he t- start with Splinter Mind. If he would have started with Gotenks, release from evil there, uh, that Gotenks actual attack probably still hits. And then Splintering Mind, take a life combo up. Now you've taken two. Now he's, it's over. I think it's over at that point. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Um, because so, yeah. there's no Nimbus, there's no blocker, there's no nothing. He has him. But yeah, so that was a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> felt felt terrible. I probably won't live this down for a while. I, I can count my misplays like on my hand that I've made in Dragon Ball and big tournaments. And this uh, this goes on as one more. Uh, we all make them. We I, make them. Yeah, I, make I mean, them you know. I don't usually make them too often like that. Like I make my, you know, everyone makes minor misplays. Yeah. The best players make minor misplays, but misplays like that just feel terrible, man. Yeah. Like that, I'm gonna be thinking about that for the next couple months. No, I lie. think you should uh, use a dice uh, as a marker. I should have. I should have. And I thought about that after too. I should have done that. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm real big on. It. He's probably he's probably because we have a chat together with all of us. I always talk about like uh, having something make you stop and think about what's going on. Like our our boy Sean. He always gets caught up in the moment. I said, you need to take your dice and fiddle it in your hand before you make decisions. So that way you stop and realize what's going on exactly. Yeah. Just like if he would have took a dice and just put it on the four. Oh, yeah. If I just stopped for a second to think, I just like I could see the I could see the victory. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, it was so close. I was just go. I was like trying to grab it. And I was like, I got to sprint to get there yeah. and uh, shouldn't have done it. So it was it was my own fault. I think I did have the game. I think even if I had just comboed up a little bit more on the go tanks, I probably still had game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but basically what I did, guys, I swung him with Splintering Mind. I took two of my life, put me down to two life, put him down to two, I believe. I swing with Gotenks because the Gotenks had double strike. He had the release from evil. Yes. I, like he had to have the release from evil, right? I was like, okay, whatever. The attack still goes through, so I, I combo up to 35, and he's able to combo out. Uh, but based on my math, I'm thinking, okay, I know now how many cards are in his hand. I think you put him down to one in hand. I just play man on a mission and win. Yeah. But. That, that was my thought process. So, And my thought process was I had the guaranteed win, and I just completely forgot that Vegeta said my Overrealm can't attack, which is 100% a terrible play. My fault. I should have remembered. I didn't. Um, I need to make sure in the future now I put something down. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in those later rounds in the tournament and there is a lot of pressure and stress, yeah. I don't get overwhelmed and forget. 
So 100% my fault, but... Um, a lot yeah. of times I mess with my bracelets in between my decisions. That's, That's I wear, I wear yeah. like bracelets, so I just like start twisting my bracelet around <laughs> so that way the nerves don't get me. Uh, but, but it feels terrible. I really wanted to take that undefeated and bring it back to the podcast, but... You know, next time you I'm know. playing the one this weekend, so we'll see how it we'll goes. See, yeah, we'll see, see how if it I goes. see if I can do it. Um, yeah, but overall, I still ha- I'm trying to remind myself that I still did well in top. Oh, absolutely, you did great. I, like I, I still made top eight in the, in the qualifier for finals. I still get my gold power burst. I get the top sixteen prizing. I literally just missed out on a promo. Like that, yeah. that's all I missed out on. But man, after that, I told everyone. I said I feel like I just went zero and six. <laughs> <laughs> That's nah, what it felt but like. But you didn't, though. You, you still got the prizing. You missed out on a promo that nobody actually wants, most likely. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's cool. It's okay. It is okay. But, uh, yeah. So, that's it, guys. We're going to get into the interview now, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Turtle School Weekly Focus. I wait no more. Who is that? Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> we have Kyle Thompson with us. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoked to have you, and I was so excited for that drop. <laughs> hey, you represent, man. Sin's the best. <laughs> I spent like 20 minutes trying to find a good audio clip of him just saying his name. <laughs> I was like, I found it's, it. It's probably really hard. Uh, DC didn't really have many, uh, many good things. It's hard for me to find like little reference pictures for the group, too, because, you know, DC didn't have a manga, so not much to go off of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, man, again, stoked to have you on. Uh, we Again, we played in that tournament the other weekend, and you ended up yep. finishing third place, I believe? No, actually, I finished second place. Second place? Second. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, nice, yes, man. Well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. So uh, talk to us, how how the event go? Talk to us about what you played and just how it went. Uh, well, if you didn't know, from the little clip, I was playing uh, Finn Shenron, which I believe is the best yellow leader out right now. People just don't know it. Um, <laughs> the event went good, though. I had a lot of fun. I was a little nervous at first because I didn't really, uh, I get a little weirded in events. I have high expectations for myself, and that's the one made me a little sketch at first. Uh, but yeah, no, it went good. Saw a lot of go tanks, played against a lot of go tanks, won against a lot of go tanks. So that was pretty cool. Played against a baby, played against a Vajax, obviously. We finished last game against you, was playing against Vajax. And, uh, oh, I also played a Starter Coup reboot, uh, oh, okay. new one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, so what mm-hmm. made you, what made you want to play Shadow Dragons since Shenron, and why do you think it's the best yellow deck? Uh, at first, actually, uh, this is back in set 10 when he first came out. I, was, I wasn't really interested in him. Uh, I, I was excited for the character himself, but the engine just on paper, it looked a little eh. And then I actually played it, and I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is uh, pretty strong. Not anybody was really talking about him. A friend of mine suggested, like, hey, why don't you make a group about this? And I was like, you know what? I think I will. I started a group about it, and uh, then I've been playing ever since, and no, I love it super aggressive it can be super defensive i can kind of just blend it the way i want to and not many options dealing with a a nine drop turn two blocker revenge negate all skills (laughs) that just sounds so dumb to even say (laughs) (laughs) it sounds absurd and then when somebody asks you like wait didn't negate skills at once per turn i'm like no not once per turn they're like oh i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is literally everything you play (laughs) Literally, yeah, everything you play is kind of, ain't, ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty busted, pretty busted, for sure. 
Um, yeah, so, <laughs> very much so. But yeah, the and the group you run is awesome. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, I will drop a link to the Facebook group so you can jump in yep. there and talk with Kyle and everyone. There's honestly a lot of great players, a lot of uh, obviously mm-hmm. Sin Shenron players um, that are having a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably a lot of what you've done with the group and everyone being able to learn. Yeah, yeah. I try to throw out strategies, tips, tricks. Um, I'm very, very open with my deck list. I, I'm not one of those people that just hides it behind paywalls or say, hey, you need to do this to get it or I'm not going to tell you until I go to this event. I'm like, I'm completely open to the group. Uh, if you ever need any help, I try to comment as much as I can on anything I see, try to give out advice, tips. And I, mean, I highly encourage trying something different. Just because my deck did really well doesn't mean it's the best way to play the deck. Uh, there's sure some crazy combos that you can do with it. So I like to see some innovation and some crazy plays with some decks and things like that. So yeah, if you haven't heard of us, check out the Shadow Dragon Empire. Like you said, it'll be in the link below. But yeah, we're... Uh, Pretty cool. Pretty cool group. Sweet. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, actually, I'm looking at your deck list now. I just pulled it up, the picture hmm. that you posted in the group. Uh, right, definitely right. Uh, some really cool cards here. I don't see as many people playing in Senshin Run. Um, mm-hmm. I've only ever really played against it in tournament against uh, Eden Salins. We've been matched up a few times hmm. in tournaments. And mm-hmm. his actually is a lot different than yours. Um, so... Let's start with the the one drop Goku. How did you like that? How did that play for you? I see Ooh. some people play it, some people don't. I love that card. Uh, a lot of people say to play the why don't you play the crit one? And I'm just like, well, a couple of reasons. First reason, opponents like to lock you at four, and if you don't see my Chikabora, example A in our game, I didn't see it, and you're being extremely aggressive. And as soon as I hit four, I get tap one, play it, awaken, and kind of extend plays. Uh, and the reason I recommend him over the crit one is that double strike with um. Unison's being out. Yes. Uh, crit's nice, but pounding on the Unison's is a lot better. So having the option to self-awaken, double-strike a Unison for one, or even close out a game, because it's another thing Yellow has a problem with is closing games. And having that, that one-drop double-strike, people don't expect it. And you play it, you can self-awaken, you can just beat down later. And it's also, and Shenron has an alternate awakening ability with awakening at four, he has that extra life that he can use to just do whatever with. So having a self-awaken option to just take life and get extra cards is really great to have. So him as a two-up is fantastic. We'll never drop him from the deck. He's amazing to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you said that because I completely agree. I think having that double strike, the easy removal for unisons mm-hmm. is just huge because we do mm-hmm. not have many things that interact with unisons. Um, so that is a very easy way to at least get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so with, uh, with playing him, did you ever... Are there times where you side him out? Like, I like, is it rough against green with dormant potential running rampant? How how do you play around that? Actually, I mostly use it against green, especially unisons like the uh, and go tanks to Vegito or um, even Demigruff. Uh, you beat into it if they want to take the two. They can either take two life or they can just knock the markers off Demigruff. So definitely wouldn't like. I definitely like him against green because dormant. That you swing if they dormant, then you just don't take the life because the counter skill happens first. So you can just let it die. They they hit the dormant early and yeah. Sometimes he just goes right to the charge. He's a fantastic charge to have. So I definitely like him. I, I in any matchup, honestly, I don't really see a matchup where I don't really use him. To be honest. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, that's definitely mm-hmm. something that I thought was unique. I was not expecting you to hit me with a double strike, especially that late. <laughs> I mean, not really late, but mm-hmm. in a, I guess an aggro deck that's late for me. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh man, this is wild. <laughs> no, that is definitely correct. Um, yeah, and I mean, so I see you're definitely playing the you know the the 
the normal, I guess, core of the deck that we typically see. Yeah. Uh, you're running the four eyes. So I'm assuming that was amazing. Oh, yeah. You're having the counterplay, and most people don't know. If you read the card, it says counterplay a card, so you can hit unisons with it as well. Most people don't know that. You can counterplay a unison. They play like a dark rill. You can rest it off two, so it's great to have. And having the, the free ball search turn one is kind of just amazing. So him as a four nice. of it. Definitely recommended. Yeah, that's very cool. I actually haven't had that happen to me, but I can imagine I would be irritated if <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I've already <laughs> wasted all these resources just to try and break through the wall of Sin Shenron, and then I get yep. a f- hit a unison, and you're like, ah, no, no, you don't. For <laughs> mm-hmm. the big unisons, like uh, a mirror match playing against the Mechikabora, you're to that blocker, they play the match, you tap two, you rest it, they don't get the block of that turn, or the energy rest off of it, or anything. So it's, it's very, very good. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, okay, and then we have to talk about this because I haven't even seen people play this in the deck before. Maybe I'm just behind because I don't see it much. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Vegeta Unison. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a newfound hatred yep. for the card thanks to you. It is amazing. People sleep <laughs> on that card so much. It is extremely strong. I've closed out so many games with that card. It is fantastic to have. Okay, so I don't even know if our audience will know what the card is. So talk to us about what the card does, uh, how many mm-hmm. you played, and why you played it. Okay, so the Vegeta Unison, if you don't know, was one of the first Unisons that came out in the uh, the Topo expansion. I forget it was called Unison of Fury or Unison of... I think it was Fury. One of the two. I think so. Yeah, but, something um, like that. Yeah, so he's a two-cost Unison. He's yellow. Uh, he has a... He has two minus skills. He doesn't have a plus, but he has an activate main skill. Uh, once per turn, you can choose this card or one of your battle cards, switch it to rest mode, and add a marker to it. Uh, his minus one says when you uh, activate main, minus one, your opponent can't attack with battle cards with an energy cost greater than their current energy until the end of the next turn, which is extremely good against aggro matchups. Black especially. Very, very strong against black, as, uh, as Jimmy would know. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to uh, that very soon. <laughs> and all of my salt. <laughs> <laughs> and then his uh, minus three, which is what I mostly use to close games out, is choose up to one of your opponent's energy, switch it to rest mode, and then he gets 5k uh, dual attack and double strike, which is uh, really, really good. The reason I play him inside Sin is yellow isn't, isn't very good at closing games, so having him delete. You can play him for three, so come up with three markers. And then the cool, cool cute play you can do is you can rest your Shadow Dragon to give him a marker, and at the end of the turn, you restand those dragons. So Broken. You get, you it's get such a, a cool interaction. Energy. You get a lot of synergy off that. And also, if you want to use one of your uh, the negative balls for it, you can rest the negative ball, give him the marker, then activate the main of the ball, leave, bring in a dragon, and you've lost no value off that. Because the balls say they can't be targeted by, or they aren't affected by skills that are your opponent's skills, not your own. So you can rest the ball, leave, go into a four drop or three drop, whatever you're playing, give them a marker, and you can just use skills. So that's a cool, cool, cute play. And actually, this was suggested by uh, a friend of mine, uh, Trevante Williams. Hey, Trey, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, he suggested me this. I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it out. And uh, yeah, no, I love it. Very good at closing games. A lot of people leave energy open. Or they leave one open in this format. I've noticed a lot. They'll leave one open, they'll pass turn, they have their little cute Nimbus or Violent Rays or whatever, and you just tap three, play them for three, rest the ball, give them a marker, neg three, rest that energy, and you got a 5K dual attack double strike that they can't get through. Very strong as a two up in the back. You can probably play two or three. It's probably the suggested amount. I wouldn't play any more than that, but, yeah, I highly recommend playing it. Very, very, very strong. Oh, man. Yeah, it so good. That mm-hmm. card is so good. And I haven't even, man, I'm, 
I think the only <laughs> time I've even played against it is uh, Mike, and uh, Mike may actually talk about this on on the episode or next week or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he loved the Topo deck when it came out. Uh, he spent a lot mm-hmm. of time working on that. He ended up going away from it. He didn't think it was the most competitive deck in the format, but that was probably mm-hmm. the only time I had even seen it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's been months since I even read the card. You played it. I was like, oh my god! I was like, <laughs> I can't even go pick it up to look at what it does. <laughs> It's, it's my only answer in the deck against black, other than Nimbus, because they play a bunch of Overwhelm and free cards, and I, I I can't deal with them. So being able to minus one, say you can't swing with big boys, very very strong. Yeah, that that definitely threw me off. So yeah, and then we've we've got the the four Zamasu super combos, of course. Uh, and then we have a, yeah. a few one ofs in the deck. Obviously, you're you're mm-hmm. playing the one of the SCR, the Sin Shenron. Um, was that the card? I was gonna say, did you like that? Were there times where you wish you had Selzino? Uh, this format, 100%, I recommend playing the Sin Secret. At first, I was not a fan of it. Uh, I thought Cell was just obviously, on paper, was the more optimal choice. He's free, dual attack, quad strike, busted, busted, nutsness. He's crazy. And then Sin was like, okay, I can hold blocks, whatever. But this format, especially, cheating him out early, people don't realize that he can't be removed by skills. So he's when he's there, he's right. there. There's, there's, there's no way to get rid of him. Cell's good. But once he's gone, he's gone. Then on the other hand, once he's gone, leader skill, you can bring him right back. I have never had a time where he's in my hand and I'm just like, I don't want this card. He's fantastic. I, I 100% like him more than Self. Self's good, but if they have a violent raise, if they have a release from evil, if they have like any of these the blockers, especially in this format right now, is very heavily seen. So there's, there's, there's a lot of answers to Self. And whereas Sin, he's just obnoxious. And he wins games. I, I've played against Sex where I had like two cards in hand. I was playing against uh, AOD and I played it, and he could not get over it. It, it honestly won me the wow. game turn, like wow. turn two. Yeah, I played it and he just couldn't get over it. And I, I without that card, I would have lost 100. percent Awesome, awesome, very cool, very mm-hmm. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got the one of the three drop Sin Shemron tournament promo. Uh, mm-hmm. d- did you like that in the deck? Is that some? How did it play for you? Did yeah. it even come up? Uh, it comes up quite a bit, actually. I use it in uh, in tandem with the Vegeta Unison to rest energy because I'll usually tap six, bring it out, uh, and then I'll use his activate main to sack an energy because it's a sack a card in rest mode. So you can okay. sack anything in rest mode. So you hit a card and you get to rest one of their energy. So like I said before, people usually one or two up. I did it in the baby matchup. I had him out, sacked the energy, rested one, and then played the Vegeta, sacked him off immediately, rested the last energy, and then went in for game because he, he was then tapped out at that point. He's very good. Also, you can uh, bait out counterplays with him off the ball since uh, he has the flex. So if you use the ball and they play, I don't know, preemptive strike is not playing, but they play like some kind of counterplay, sure. you can just bait it out, go right to him, and it fizzles. Whereas you go to the four drop, it dies. So right. it's good to have okay. it as a one of just to get the bait out. If they, the counterplay, you just have something, you don't lose everything, or you can go into your four drop if they don't do anything. So. Here's okay. another option. Yeah, the counterplay is actually very cool. I hadn't even thought about that one. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other card I wanted to talk about is the um, the new dragon. I don't even know his name, mm. to be honest with you. The four drop that yeah. you play as a one of. Super Natron, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, I don't play the Natron chain personally. I've some, seen some people talk about it, but it's just compared to the Sin chain and the Haze chain, it's it's very weak in comparison, just because you put cards back in your deck in your drop, but honestly, you kind of want them in your drop. It's okay, 
but him as a one-of uh, gives you another target to play off the tap six, go crazy. Uh, and having a 20K dual attack is nice. So I usually just pitch him. He's just a good card to pitch off Nimbus or off a combo. He just goes straight to drop afterwards. But yeah, I, I never I never ever hard cast him. He's just a revive target. But he's very nice to have. Having double swings on 20K is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I mean, just <laughs> you can go so wide for six. Did that come up a lot mm-hmm. when you got to six, to tap six to get everybody oh, out? Every game. Every game except you. <laughs> every game. There you go. <laughs> every game. Go tanks every time. You, and I can't think of a game where I don't go into it unless I want to play really aggressive, whereas I'll, I'll primarily use the haste chain if I want to be really aggressive. But most of the time, I need to try to drag turn six and then tap six go crazy. It's very consistent, I'll say. It's very defensive deck. You have a very easy to get to turn six. People don't think it is, but it's, it's very easy as long as you know what you're doing. So let's just talk about the curve of the deck. And if you're playing the deck mm-hmm. optimally, what are what are mm. your turns? Tip, do they typically look the same, or does it vary a lot from matchup to matchup? Yeah, I would say it varies matchup to matchup. So for the for somewhat, uh, the primary thing you really want to go into is usually the sin because just getting that nine drop turn two is just ridiculous. If you want to play, if you're playing against say blue, for example, probably blue and red are probably the best matchups against this deck, or not best uh, matchups to play against playing this deck because they don't really have a lot of answers for removal against blue. Usually, I sometimes will start with the haze chain first because you can do it very. It only costs two energy to do, so you can play one ball and then play the they play the the two star ball past turn. And then your next turn, you can just play the, the sin ball and go into your chain. So usually the first two turns is a little bit of play, but it's usually one ball or the other. Okay. And then turn three is a wild card turn. You kind of just either play defensive or kind of go a little bit wider. Uh, turn four is usually the same. You go into Mechigabora, and then you're kind of at a very safe point at that point. And then once you hit turn six, you kind of just, it's kind of over. <laughs> yeah, much, I imagine so. How much you can do. <laughs> My friend, uh, actually, we were talking to him. It's kind of like a boss battle. It's like uh, it's like stages of a boss battle. Like you're, The first stage is the 9-drop dealing with a ridiculous card that negates your skills. The second stage is dealing with Mechigabora and the 9-drop. And then stage three is kind of just you lose. You lose, yeah. <laughs> so just, you will not win. <laughs> you, you probably won't win. Oh, man, that's funny. So as far as your matchups in the event, I know you said you saw a lot mm-hmm. of Go Tanks. Um, yeah. Walk us through how do you play because I know that's pr- the, one of the bigger mm-hmm. decks in the room right now. How do you play against oh, yeah. Go Tanks? How's the matchup? Talk to us about that. It can be difficult. Uh, if you go first, it's very it's, it's a lot more manageable. Dice roll does affect a lot. You generally want to go into your nine drop. Turn two is the most thing to do because usually their their decks very scripted. Uh, turn one's Go Kill. Turn two Vegito. Turn three Grim Reaper. Yada yada yada. They do the same thing. But so. <laughs> <laughs> You usually want to go into the nine because it's going to die, which you want to happen because their grow tanks will come in fizzled because it will negate and you get two cards and you get your ball back. So the more, what's the word, the more uh, attention off your leader, the better. So you kind of just want to play a bunch of threats that they have to deal with. Poutine is a very good, strong card to have against go tanks since anything they play will be just be dead. If they play go tanks, since it's a skill, Poutine rests it, it does nothing. So you want to get Poutine out if you have it. Play your nine drops. Keep attention on le- on your battle cards. Don't let them try to keep hitting your leader because they'll keep trying to make ghost tokens. But yeah, try to just, it's, it's just a game of attrition against them. Don't let them get cards. And try not to kill their go tanks if you don't have to. Using release from evil and then comboing the haze to blow it up on swing is a really good thing to do. Or you can release and then block with a nine drop if you have it out and they have a reaper out or something. So that way they don't get the two cards off the reaper. It's a game of attrition against them. Let them waste cards. Don't let them try to go too wide. Also, cool play to do. Keep resting their leader. Use it with the Zamasa Super Combo whenever you get a chance to. Rest the leader and then go into your four-drop sin. That way they don't draw. Um, ah, okay, I've, okay. 
I have a lot of games where I'll do that back-to-back. So swing lead usually turn two. You go into your four drop. Next turn, they're not going to be able to draw off lead. And then they'll swing something. And then you're just, uh, you throw his mouth super combo, rest the leader again, go into another four drop, and then they don't draw for the next turn. I've had games where I've had somebody not draw for four turns off lead. Wow. So yeah, I'll just keep playing my four drop because they'll keep blowing up the nine so you get your ball back and then you just, okay, tap one, four drop, leader can't swing. Drive the game out as long as you can. Get them frustrated. It works. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming and over that time, it's just incremental advantage. You're probably plusing two or more mm-hmm. over them as you do that. Yep. The trick to spin is let them kill your cards. The, you will get more off of it. The more your nine drop dies, the better. The more cards you get. But if they let your nine drop stick, you're getting less cards. You kind of want it to die, but it makes them difficult to do since it kind of just says no to everything. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that, that no, that makes a lot of sense. That's uh, yeah, I would imagine it's. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you say it's favorite to send Shenron, or do you think it's really dependent on that dice roll? Against Gotenks, if you can make it to turn six, or you can make it to turn five. To be honest, it's definitely in your favor. It's just those first three turns is very detrimental. If you can stay above at the five life, six life by turn three, you're in a really good spot. But okay. It, it, it really depends on the player. This format is very player dependent. Say it's really one over the other. It's just kind of just play style, really. Is that the word? You send Shenron and go tanks. If you have the right player, it's very, very close. Okay, very cool. So it sounds mm-hmm. like it's just a very rewarding deck. The more time you spend with it and know your matchups, the more success mm-hmm. you're going to see. Oh yeah, very rewarding. Very cool. Very cool. All right, and mm-hmm. um, let's uh, let's talk about the black matchup. Unfortunately, Oof. we have to. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. <laughs> oh man, we we had a great game. Um, if you guys caught the stream, uh, it was on there. The Hill Twins were commentating. They did a phenomenal job. I hear. Um, I had a lot of fun in that one. I started off hyper aggressive uh, because I know from my personal testing against Sin, I have to win early or put you in a position yep. where you're at one or two life early because yep. I can't let it go to six. And I have yep. to beat you before then. <laughs> yep. you, I'm, I'm going to be honest. You're playing exactly how you should have been playing. You're being very aggressive, which is very discomforting for me. I was like, uh, I can't really do what I want to do. I got to have to change up my play because he's going to he's gonna get me if I don't. So that's why it's hard against black. It's, it's very tough. It's, they work your cards. They play a bunch of free things. It's uh, no bueno. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I totally butchered it. I messed everything up. <laughs> I forgot about his Vegeta that said, I can't attack with man on a mission. In my head, I said, oh, man, I got game. I'm going to swing. I'm going to make him waste these cards. I did all the combo math. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's, there's literally no – I did all – I counted it like three times in my head, and I was like, okay, I combo my Gotenks up to 35. That'll make him waste. I think it was like five cards. Um, mm-hmm. And I said – as soon as he wastes those five cards, I just play man on a mission and I just win. And if he has some defense for man on a mission, I still have my Vegeta. Like, there's just no way I lose this match. So I'm like, perfect. He swings. I go to 35. You combo out almost every card in your hand. I'm like, oh, pff, easy. Got this. I play man on a mission. I go to swing and you're like, uh, Jimmy, you can't do that. Oh, man. No. <laughs> and I just, I just wanted to cry, and then I forgot everything. I go to swing with my leader. He's like, you can't do that either, Jimmy. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm terrible at this game. I suck. I lose. Uh, yep, that, and that, that was the game. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that Vegeta Unison really was what won the match, I think. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's my only answer for black. Uh, against uh, Vegex and Dark Broly. Dark Broly is my worst nightmare. If uh, you're playing Sin, you're playing against Dark Broly. 
say your prayers. It's, it's not going to be a good game. It's very, very difficult to play against Dark Broly. But the Jets is probably the second hardest because it's just they flood the board with so many things. It's just it's hard. Uh, the only really answer you can do is the GD Unison. If you sideboard an unexpected turn, that's the best you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but man, you you played it perfectly. Hats off to you. It was a phenomenal game. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed it and I learned a lot. I learned to um not forget about Vegeta. <laughs> yes, do not forget about him. He may be unused, but he is not unuseful. He is very, very good. Yeah, I won't He's let that good. down for a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, man, it was, uh, like I said, a lot of fun. Um, and also, I think yeah. the other card, so cards I was also worried about. First, you know, if you're playing against Sin Shenron, especially best of mm-hmm. one, it is mm-hmm. like... It is tough, man, because you can play Sin Shenron so many different ways. Like, Eden, yes. playing against him in the, in the last two tournaments I've played in, it felt entirely, mm-hmm. like, it literally felt like, okay, sure, the cards have the same art, but I am not playing the same deck. <laughs> like, it felt so nope. different playing you versus Eden's, and his was, it felt a little bit slower. He plays, like, the Zarbon mm-hmm. combos. He focuses a lot more yeah. on the eyedrop. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. you were able to just shut me down with Vegeta and aggress me back. Mm-hmm. Like I, people talk about the Zarbon in the group a lot, and they always have my opinion on it. I'm, it's a good card. Don't get me wrong; it can be good in some matchups, but it can be completely dead in others. I feel like when you build a deck, it's very important to not have cards focus on one thing too much. Like I've had, I've seen some decks that also play Ultimate Blow. And like, oh, it's amazing with the secret rare because you can give him revenge, 10K. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't have the secret, it doesn't really do anything. Right. And you, you want to be very versatile in your deck building. It's, it's very, very important. because Being able to shift gears and change depending on your opponent you're playing is very important. And that separates a, a good player from a bad player. If you play the deck straightforward every time, it's, people are going to find a weakness. People are going to find that, that, that chink in your armor and they're going to take you down but being able to shift gears and change depending on the opponent or deck you're playing is very very important that's why you see a lot of decks that are very strong early formats because they're very straightforward and people like don't really know how to get around it but once people figure it out it becomes very easy like uh, a prime example of this was um back in set was set six uh starter broly the green one yep starter broly yep yeah he was ridiculous like People didn't really know how to get around, but he played the same way every time. You could script his first four turns. He knew exactly what he was going to do. And he was kind of a problem to deal with. But then once people figured it out, it was like... Yep, I was going to say, he because you saw him like take over the format for like the first couple tournaments mm-hmm. and then gone. <laughs> like, just yep, gone. Just gone. Just gone. And that's what as people will play Sin. They'll play him like... They, they focus just on the nine. Like, you can do that. Sure, it's good. But you have to be able to change it up depending on what you're playing against. Very, very important. Nice. I love that. That actually goes a lot. We talked on a previous episode about challenging the norm and yeah. being able to do things against what maybe the community at large views is something that you have to do. Anytime I hear someone say, I have to play a card or I have to do this, I almost, unless you're talking about, like, just playing super combos in your deck. <laughs> I almost value your opinion a little less because I'm like, well, I don't have to play anything. <laughs> like, you know, no, I can no, build this deck to, to pivot to whatever I would like to do. So I love that you yeah. brought that up. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's that's something definitely really valuable to learn through whether you're Very. playing Sin Shaman or any other deck. Building a deck that's mm-hmm. versatile and able to pivot, I think, is huge. Yeah, uh, being able to adapt is that that was that's what wins that's what wins wins games. Adapting, you got to be able to adapt. You can't adapt, you lose. Absolutely. That's, that's, 
That's a fact. You can't adapt to it. You say, oh, I, I instantly lose against this deck. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't instantly lose. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have that option. You should have answers for mostly everything if you can. But don't, don't be too widespread. But try to get a nice, good cut of a little bit of everything so you have an answer. It's, it's very important to have. Being shut up by a deck can be can suck, but you have to be able to work around it. You got to loosen up. Just think, think outside the box a little bit. Get a little creative. Ah, uh, man, I I agree one hundred percent. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, so you know this tournament was best of one. So did you yeah. change your main deck up to what it would normally be if it was a best as opposed to playing in a best of three? Uh yeah, actually, I um originally didn't have poutine in here. I actually had a uh, basil. Or Basel. That's so funny because yeah, yeah. if you didn't bring that up, I was going to ask you if you do play poutine <laughs> in the main. <laughs> okay, so so that uh, is yeah. usually is that usually in the side? It was in the side, and then uh, going into this format after playing it over the weekend, I definitely get a main now. <laughs> nice. That card is very very strong. This format it shuts down red roll. Well, Decker shuts down red roll. Don't tell anybody about that. That's a secret. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It shuts down Red Broly. It shuts down Gogeta. It shuts down Gotenks. It shuts down Black Decks. It shuts. It shuts down like every color essentially because any count like they shut down. Honestly, it shuts down blue too. Like everything is people play cards for free off everything. If they do swap off the Broly, rest it. They play Union Fusion off the Gogeta, rest it. Union Fusion and Gotenks, rest it. Counterplay with Baby, rest it. It's so good to have. It has barrier. It, it's something they have to deal with. And I've had games where I've had out the the nine drop and poutine and then so play something that they, they kill something big like uh, against go tanks they'll play the uh the new five drop sr go tanks to kill something like okay i can kill the nine drop or I can kill poutine and it, it gives them a tough decision to make and which is something you want them to do because if they kill the poutine then you have a nine drop and you're set if they kill the nine drop you still have poutine so i think we get rested and all their go tanks are getting rested it's, it's a great card to have poutine is very very strong and i'm definitely moving keeping her on the main board and a couple extra on the side, to be honest, because she's very, very strong to have. Nice, very good. I think I think that's a great mm. call. I was that was the card I was most worried about, not knowing that you know you obviously play the Vegeta, but going to the matchup, mm-hmm. I was real worried about that Poutine hitting the board. So yeah, definitely, I think really good against almost really the entire. I mean, you pretty much listed off yeah. almost every deck <laughs> in the format. The entire format. I can't think of a deck where it's not useful. I'm definitely keeping it to maybe one a third one on the side. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, that was, uh, Basil was good before, but he, I mainly had him just to, you know, free draw. You can beat on unison. You get a free double, dual attack 19k. It's nice, but wanted to cut the deck a little bit to get it down to about, I think it's at 55 cards right now. Okay. So I, I think it's a comfortable number to be at. Um, those people don't try to go to 55. They try to be at like 50, 52. But I feel like, depending on the deck you're playing, you can go a little bit higher, especially with Sin with how many cards you draw, with, um, being able to filter through all your decks with your leader. Drawing cards off your nine drop dying or your four drop dying, you can you see pretty much everything you need to see. Anything mm-hmm. that you would take out of your main right now for if you were prepping for a best of three tournament, or anything that you would be switching, like adding to a sideboard, or any changes that you make there? To be honest, the main board I feel is very good. I, I can't think of anything. I think somebody asked a question in the the group, the Shadow Dragon Empire group, if I would add anything to the main, I. I honestly can't think of anything. It ran smooth. I mean, to be honest, like I went five oh one, but the the draw, I really should have been a win. I'm like, um, time, whatever. <laughs> it is, oh, man, he was at one card in hand. I had bases loaded, two life, and I was like, oh, time, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine, uh, whatever. 
The <laughs> yeah, worst of uh, feels, man. The worst of feels. It, it was terrible. But it, 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 no crime ever spilled, no. It, it happened to happen. I, I'm, I'm happy with how I did. But uh, the main, no. I liked everything. Uh, the only thing I was a little bit weird on was, oh, I guess it's fine. It was Aishan Run. He's fantastic to have early. In certain games, he can kind of eh, late game. But, I mean, I guess he makes a great charge. So, I mean, he has his purpose, but I can't justify and knock him down to three. He's just, he's really good. Yeah, he's having him, so consistent. Yeah, having that ball turn one is extremely important. So, I, I can't see knocking him down. I guess if he wanted to cut anything, you could cut the Supernatron. But having more targets to bring back off the tap seven is ideal. So, but, um, yeah, main board, no. I can't think of anything I'd want to change. For side, if I did do a best of three, my current, I actually have a sideboard I was working on. Okay. Playing like a couple, couple eights. I had uh, the draw eights against like discard, so I was having a huge problem against it. Extra poutine. Some extra negates of playing uh, Roshi, Roshi negate for the negate and combo power. Oh, very nice. cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen that, I don't think, in any Sunshine runs. No, no, yeah. He's, uh, he, I feel like he, certain times you want more negates in certain matchups that are being too aggressive. You get the negate, get the five gate combo, so it could be useful. Um, and also, a little cute card I got here is uh, Jiren, Survival of the Fittest, the black card. Yes, uh, from the last draft mm-hmm. box, right? Yep. Uh, I had it in there against the um, uh, blue matchup. They play the Android 17. Okay. You put your okay. hand and drop back. So you play them, you don't put any cards in your hand back, you just draw cards. That's just... phenomenal. Yep. So they play the 17, you're like, okay, Jiren, they lose their hand and their drop. You keep your hand, lose your drop, and then you just draw a card. Or two cards? I don't know. Certain amount of cards. You draw some cards. Imagine being on the uh, receiving end of that. Oh, it'd be devastating. You just want to quit. <laughs> but honestly, I might cut it because, to be fair, blues one of my better matchups. I never really struggle against blue. Sometimes I you just want to do it for the memes, man. Like, do <laughs> <laughs> Just jump into it. <laughs> um, I also had uh, the Gogeta Unison in my side. Some okay. people main them, but I feel like he can be, I feel like the Vegeta is just better, especially closing games, because late game, Vegeta's not really that helpful, uh, but he's good against, um, I guess if you want to play against Gotenks, it wouldn't be bad, or Invoker, he can be really strong, because they play a lot of extra cards, you can okay. kind of get, pack a lot of counters on them, they don't really swing a lot, and a lot of swings going on, so you can uh, keep him alive very long, and then next four, mess up their turns, and I'm still fiddling with a couple other cards, but yeah, it's kind of like a good chunk of what I, what I'm liking for my sideboard so far. Okay, nice, nice. Very cool, very cool. Um, well, yeah, I think, I mean, the deck obviously performed great. You're, you're very skilled with it. So um, if you guys Thank are you. listening and <laughs> you want to build Sin, uh, this, is, this is how to do it. You've now heard <laughs> from A to Z walking <laughs> you through how to build and play the deck. So <laughs> hopefully yep. that helps. Uh, and moving forward into the future, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've checked out the reveals from the new draft box or not. Oh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few of the cards, yeah. Do you think that, how do you think Sin moves forward? Like, do you think it's still going to be playable as we move into future formats, or how do you think the deck survives long-term? I think it survives fantastic. Uh, Bandai seems to be releasing a lot more Shadow Dragons, I've noticed. Like, I did not expect to get any Shadow Dragons this set, to be honest. I, set 11, I didn't expect any. I was highly surprised they brought more. And on top of that, they were actually yellow, which was like, <laughs> I thought Bandai was Broken. like, hey, we're right now. I'm like, oh, okay. But now they, no, they took it out. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, and then uh, people have seen little tidbits and hints everywhere. Uh, they're actually doing more Shadow Dragons inside set 12. So, where they're releasing Oceanus, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, Nova, and um, Rage Shenron. And then Omega Shenron is making his debut too, so we'll see um, how that goes. But inside Draftbox and the format coming up, I think it still does pretty good. I didn't see anything that seemed as a super threat to it. Slug looks a little scary, because this card's always scary to play against. 
Sure. And then uh, as well as uh, Bardock crew, but don't know if they're going to do any leaders or not. I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion they might do surge leaders, but who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I can't really read Bandai's mind. Oh, man. That so. would be wild. <laughs> All right, well, Kyle, man, I'm so stoked you did this with us today. I think our listeners are yeah. too because this was a, so much, way more than I expected. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, man, it was. This was fantastic. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to add or any shout outs you want to give? I don't think anyone's actually covered pretty much a good chunk of everything. Uh, but if uh, any listeners out there want to get more info on uh, Shadow Dragons or anything Shadow Dragon like, uh, you can message me in the Shadow Dragon Empire if you haven't already joined. Um, and I'll gladly give any tips or tricks. Uh, you want to try something down? I'll help brew with you a little bit. Um, my DMs are always open. Uh, and then also shout out to some of my boys from local, Christopher Santiago, Javante Williams, Tyler Lee. That's about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Kyle, congratulations again on a big finish, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing each other in the last round of the finals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to meet it, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably going to be repping Shadow Dragon, so keep an eye on me. All right. Well, hey, I'll be ready to misplay again, and you can take it all the way. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Results of training. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, great interview with Kyle. Again, check out his stuff. Check out his Facebook group. Uh, we're going to real quick just go over some of the decks we've been playing. Uh, I actually don't have anything new for you. Mine was just the tournament. That was all I did, and you just heard about my matches, so I'll let Mike take this one away. I've been working on playing Baby because I got that invite to the PPG. Uh, you know, I got the the email so I could sign up. I got in. I messed up last week. I made sure I signed up as soon as I got the email. So I've been working on my Baby list. This is for the PPG for the webcam. Yeah, the PPG um, invitational. webcam invitational. So I've been working on that. Uh, I think I got my list where I want it. Um, maybe two cards need to change, but it's played well against Red Broly. Uh, play well against Majin Fujita, which people play in best of one because it's an aggressive deck. Uh, reboot Gohan's free. <laughs> uh, I have a deck full of negates, and guess who can't win through negates? Yeah, how many is it? Like 26? That's 31. Woo! Yeah, over half the deck is negate, so you're not getting through. So, you know, I, li I like the matchups. Um, I am a little nervous about the idea of playing it into Invoker because I know people in these tournaments tend to play Invoker, and that's not the easiest of matchups because we both do nothing, and their ultimate end goal is better than mine. Uh, Apex is and broken. And they can get there faster. Yeah, and I can't do anything to stop Catastrophic Blow. Right. I just I can't stop it. I'm like, oh, what's somebody do to this? So, you know, at this point, I'm, I guess I play Invoker. I might take a loss if they open good. But if I don't play Invoker, I think I'm beating all the decks in the format. So... Uh, yeah. Green Green Go uh, Green Go Tanks has been easy ever since I added in uh, Delhi Defender Fujita. I haven't been dropping games to it, so I don't know. I think it's that's that's the deck to play this weekend. But I might last minute play the U Seven Frieza deck because it's, it, <laughs> it is for fun. You know, you play these things for fun, and that is a very fun deck. So. I'm on a fence. Also, I know a couple of you. I, I, we had a couple people actually reach out looking for the video of the of the U Seven Frieza. Yes, uh, Trevor. Said that he messed up the camera uh, during the recording because you know I don't do no recording. Me, I'm, I'm not very good with technology uh, at all. I don't do no editing. I don't do no. no I do. I do everything for the podcast. Yeah, say so I just talk. Yep. Um, and Trevor does all stuff for his broken arm stuff, and he just records me when I'm playing. But yeah. I can't physically do anything with technology. I'm horrible. <laughs> so I didn't know the camera's messed up. He said the camera's messed up. Uh, I'm gonna. I plan on 
playing it again and uh you know didn't i'm gonna play locals this sunday i'll win locals playing it it's not hard so uh you guys will see the deck profile of it also and you guys should be able to see me playing the deck trevor messed up blame it on t-spills t-spills go go message broken honor page tell them (laughs) uh we need this u7 video but i am gonna put it i'm gonna make sure it gets out because the deck is very good to me and uh i want you guys to see i've been talking about it yeah, and um, a couple of you also said that you weren't sure what the YouTube channel was. So when we're when we're talking about uh, Trevor or T Spills um, YouTube's channel, it is Broken Honor, and it is B R O K with then the three instead of an E. So B R O K three N and then Honor. Yep. And uh, I believe that's it, right? Yeah, that's yep, it. that's it. So if you look up uh, Broken Honor, but a three instead of the E, uh, you'll 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 find it up there. Yep. I say, I got and the link, and if you guys go to the description, um, wherever you're listening to this, I don't know what apps you use, but there's a description for the podcast. I put the links for T Spills YouTube account, uh, Sean's. I also put a YouTube link to ours, but I usually have I've been letting Trevor put up YouTube videos, yeah. but he hasn't been able to make it, so I'm probably gonna go back to putting the podcast on mine again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all the links are always down there, so definitely check that out. Yep. So uh, the video will be up there soon. You know, we just got to re-record it. We'll probably re-record it this weekend. Hopefully I win again. I don't see why I wouldn't, but hopefully I win again. Yeah. And then I keep talking about this giveaway. All right, so. Yes, yeah, yeah, get into that. Chris Anderson over at uh, Spiral Maui X Graphics. Uh, you know, he makes the metal leaders. Um, he does a very good job. We got him making a custom Vigex one for us and a custom Sin Shinra one for us. So, you know. Woo! On the, we're going to announce the giveaway, like how it starts next week, like what you have to do. We should have had a drop for that. Huh? We should have had a drop for that. We should have. Uh, we, we fucked up. We dropped the ball there. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, guys. But yeah, next week is going to, we're going to start next week on next, uh, starting from next week's podcast on. But I know I want to tell you guys, I've seen the Vigex here. Uh, he oh has, my he God. Has a, the Vigex is so, all right, bro. The, this Vigex, I want it so Bad. Jimmy got to enter to get it because there's no or make his girlfriend enter to get it. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, I won't do that. It's it's for you guys. We want to make them one of, so you will be the only person with this art ever. Chris has also agreed. Chris Anderson has agreed that, that you guys, the listeners, whoever wins it, will be the only person with this one of one custom mm-hmm. metal leader. Say, real cool guy, man. Say, I have a custom Bulma from him. I plan oh, on order. So nice. I plan on ordering a bunch of customs from him. Actually, I think it's good. And he's working on a new process. He was telling me on how to make them. So if you have one currently from him and you like better it, now he's making them even better. He's making them more like the metal prize cards from Nats. So it's like embossed in it. And I was like, looking oh, at it, I said, it, looked, it looked real good. Like the gradient on it and everything. So he's working on that. You know, he's teaming up with John Alonzo from over at uh, Trifinity. Okay. So, you know, I expect big things from him. I say, I really appreciate him hooking us up on these. So yeah, next week sure. we're going to announce the uh, giveaway for the Vigex. And then once that giveaway is done, we'll start the one for Sin Shinron. Yep. And, we're doing it in this order. I know some people are like, oh, why are you doing Sin Shinron for? Sin Shinron, is for the foreseeable future, will be playable longer than Vigex will be. So I figured we could do Sin Shinron second. Yeah, and also uh, we're going to have Vigex first. Yeah. So we, we'll be, we can run the giveaway quicker for you guys. Yep. But we know a lot of you uh, Sin players are listening to this one. Yeah. Uh, but it is coming. So it is give us a follow, and we'll have all the details mm-hmm. on how to enter the Definitely giveaway. Definitely coming. You know, you guys have your set 12 uh, support coming also. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, I was like, Sin Shinron should come last anyways. Yep. Because sure. Vigex could be banned by set 12. Right. But so. yeah, I'm so stoked he did this because if you guys remember when we talked about our predictions for the format 
uh, Mike and I's top deck picks were um, Sinshenron and Vigex. Yep. So what better than to give you guys the leaders yep. that we think? And funny enough, I play in this tournament in the last round. What is it? Sinshenron and Vigex, yep. right? Um, so I thought Sinshenron was the deck to play this format. I just refused to play it, but I think it, I, think I think it's, it's a great. great. Deck. It's good against Gotenks. Good against Vigex. Pretty good it's against. Got, it's got a great spread. Yeah, it's, it's got an amazing. As you spread. guys heard from Kyle. Yeah, I say I think it's good against Reboot Gohan. To be honest, I think that. Oh yeah. I just think it's a good deck. Like, you know, I was like, it's got to be one of the best decks in the room at all times. Yeah, for sure. And for three sure. sets of support is better than any other deck in this game. Definitely. So for sure, uh, check out Chris's page again. It is Spiral Maui, and it's the X is at the end, so it's Spiral Maui Graphics. So G R A P H I X. We'll have a link to his Facebook page. You can check it out. Uh, he really does do great work with the mm-hmm. custom leaders. And so he even does custom art. Like if you have something you want, he'll do yep. it for you. Yeah, so. whatever whatever you want, he'll he'll hook it up. So yeah, great guy. Um, I think he also played in one of the events. He did recently. play. He played he in the one well. you played in. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if that was the one he did well in or another one, but I know he recently also did well in events. So, yeah, shout out to Chris. Not only great metal leader maker, but also a great, great player. player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that should be just about everything, guys. Again, in the description, links. Uh, we'll have a ton of them for this episode. We've got mm. Chris's page. We've got the Shadow Dragon Empire. Uh, we'll have the YouTube pages. And um, also, I haven't shouted him out before, but last thing I want to shout out is my boy Eric Staub. Uh, Eric does actually the outro song that you'll hear in a moment. Uh, it's all, he made this years ago. It was this all, is Redhead Eric, right? Yeah, Redhead Eric, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, all acapella, and he made it all by himself. It's literally him recording himself over and over and over, just basically making different sounds with his mouth. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. It's pretty impressive, uh, and he's actually gone off now. He's really trying to make a career out of music, and uh, he just launched his website with some of his originals on there and actually won a huge contest and had a big performance here in Virginia Beach. So yeah, He's a real cool guy. His yeah. dad also a real good poker player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so show him some love. Check out his website. Anything else you want to add, Mike? Uh, no, that's it for me. All right, well, guys, uh, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I got the real